0: What's up, podcast family? Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're new here, my name is Rhonda Davis, and I am an LCSW who works as a mental health therapist here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I specialize in trauma interventions, and I started this podcast because I believe people are worthy of change. I want to talk about all the things mental health and destigmatize this fear and shame we have regarding all of the things mental health and mental illness. So, join us. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about attachment styles. Now, if you're a person out there who's questioning why you can't commit to others or maybe why you have almost the same roller coaster of a ride within all of your relationships, then this podcast episode is probably for you as I hope to further give you some explanation to early childhood attachments that came from your caregivers or your parents that maybe will help further explain who you are and how you show up in your day-to-day relationships and, and showing up as that partner. And maybe I need to back up for just a second. If you're sitting here thinking, what the heck is an attachment style? An attachment style is basically a connection that you have with others. What the ability or security is for you to be able to trust and rely on others or trust the world around you even. And the crazy thing is, is this, it can even start developing in the womb. These attachment styles are usually built upon how you were within your childhood relationships as a baby, as a toddler, and growing up with either a caregiver or a parent. These attachment styles can sometimes explain like clingy behaviors or neediness, or like I said earlier, the fact that you can't give a solid, secure commitment within your relationships. Or if you're one of the lucky ones, why you feel so secure and confident within your relationships, because that is a possibility. And we're going to understand each of these styles and break them down to give you kind of further understanding. And understanding these are really important because it will help you give clarity to the relationship that you're in, but I'm hoping to give a little bit of insight too of how you can change it because that's totally possible. Having an insecure attachment style is not a death sentence. It's not something that you have to be fearful of or just accept Um, If you are one of the unlucky people in life who has experienced abuse or neglect from caregivers or parents as a child, and this has shown up in relationships from trauma responses or just through the uncertainty of relationships, then I'm hoping to give you further understanding of what you can do to change it. Because it is totally possible with you being vulnerable and open and it's also starting with awareness, right? Once you're aware of something, you're able to change it and really understand how they're manifesting in your adult relationships. So let's dive in by talking about the first one, and this is the secure attachment style. And surprisingly, the majority of people in this world do have a secure attachment style. And when this shows up, or if you have this attachment style, it's having the ability to form healthy, secure, confident, loving trusting relationships with others. It doesn't necessarily mean it's solely from your partners. This can show up in relationships with your parents or relationships with friends, coworkers, or partners. Having a secure attachment style usually means that you're not afraid of intimacy, you're able to become vulnerable with that other person, and that you're able to depend on others without becoming totally codependent on them. And you usually have this from parents or caregivers in the way that they shape in teaching you healthy coping skills or emotional regulation techniques. Your parents help to show you that you can rely emotionally on others, but you're also okay being by yourself. And an example of this that you can use is think about, for example, like when you go to work right? Most of us go to work every single day. We leave the kids at home with a nanny or some type of caregiver or other guardian. And we show the security in this attachment style by reassuring that child that we always come back, right? Being able to be left with a babysitter is showing them that the world is safe and I trust this other person and you can too, right? Ideally assuming this other person is showing up and being that confident, safe person as well. The You're okay to rely on others. You're okay to ask for help and set boundaries. And more importantly, ask for your needs to be met, whether that's when you were a kid and you're crying and they're showing up by nurturing you through a hug or a kiss or love or feeding you, right? Basic needs. You're getting that security, that intimacy, that love, and that safety. The caregivers around you were able to show that trust and the security in other people and the world around you. And you can rely on that. And that security was consistent. Now, when we look at the insecure attachment styles, that's the opposite. So when you don't have that security in the relationships, then you're going to have one of the other attachment styles, which are part of the insecure attachments. The first one I want to talk about is an anxious attachment, which... I'm going to raise my hand. I'll I'll admit this is totally me. And typically, these types of attachment styles can be deep-seated by fears of abandonment. So you have this fear that anyone around you is going to leave you, or you're feeling insecure about these relationships, that they're going to leave you or walk away from you or just forget about you. And typically, I hate these words, but typically the behaviors that we'll see is someone that feels needy or someone that's super clingy. And I hate these words because I think they're like in our mental health fields, they're derogatory, right? They're shameful. They have a lot of negative stigma towards them. But when you look at the facts of the anxious attachment style, we see like the neediness of needing that validation when, for example, like they don't text you back when they're not calling you. That you're constantly maybe feeling like your partner doesn't care about you. Um, The clinginess comes from needing that validation and, and you're wanting to be comforted or validated again with that fear that everything is okay and needing that reassurance that they are not leaving you. They're not going to just disappear. Typically, anxious attachment styles are more drawn to the avoidant attachment styles Um, Because as an anxious attachment person, you're seeking that desire of being pushed away, right? You're typically or you're used to being shown that abandonment or that the caregivers maybe were always around to make sure that you were okay. And it created this fear of this world or people around you that you're unsure of. You're unsure if this person is going to come back or be stable or have that consistency that you're needing. And typically we see that people with the anxious attachment style will have negative beliefs of unpredictability, um, fears of being rejected, fears of being abandoned. And with this, it shows that we have a hard time with not necessarily being with ourselves, right? But typically if we spend too much time by ourselves, it, that can cause an insecurity because we don't have others around us validating us. And sometimes we create the anxiety in our heads, which creates the anxiety thoughts of that insecurity of, oh my gosh, they're leaving me. They're abandoning me. They're never coming back. And that can be seen in the sense that maybe your parents were just inconsistent. Maybe they didn't come back. Maybe they weren't as present as you needed them to be and showing up for you emotionally. Maybe they didn't give you the validation that you were requiring as a kid and That part is not okay, but it's, is it okay to be needy and clingy because you have basic needs that probably were not being met if you fall within this relationship category. And we look at the other side, you have avoid an attachment style. So this is where we talk about people who have a deep, strong fear of intimacy or people that really struggle with getting close to others or trusting other people. Um, sometimes these partners will suffocate their partner or relationship as they solely rely on that other person, that they have a hard time reaching out for help or that they're able to rely on others. And so they feel like they only can have this one person to show up as their consistent person. Um, and and it's, it's kind of like a, an escape plan for them right? In the sense that they're not showing up, they're not necessarily being there, being present, they're afraid of taking down their walls or being vulnerable. And if that happens to be their partner that they feel comfortable with, then they will take down their walls slightly. But, but when it becomes too vulnerable or too risky, their walls go back up and, they, and it almost feels like they're running, right? They're avoiding their emotions or they're avoiding these people that could cause them pain. And typically, we see these attachment styles come from the caregivers that weren't showing up consistently. They're not secure. Um, We see some of the patterns that we've seen in this are parents who tell their kids, you know, not to cry. You're going to be okay. Just get through it. And depending on others around them, the caregivers, they may or may not be dangerous. Um, If they you know, aren't as reliant on their sole parent or don't have a parent who's as consistent as they need to be then they have kind of this mentality of where if no one else is going to take care of me then I have to take care of myself. So I kind of naturally push people away. I avoid people of expressing my emotions. I am fearful of being vulnerable to express my needs in that fear of maybe rejection or, or that fact that people may not just show up for me and so it's easier to to keep myself within my walls rely on myself and just keep to myself And then we have a combination of a fearful avoidant attachment style, and this is a newer attachment style that that wasn't part of the original attachment styles when it was first developed, but the fearful avoidant attachment style is a combination of both the anxious and the avoidant, and these types of people crave the attention, they crave that validation, yet they want to avoid it at all costs. They hesitate to have a deep, intimate relationship, yet have a deep-seated desire to feel loved and approved. And it's conflicting, it's confusing, because one moment we can be so emotionally, quote-unquote, needy, or the other side we can be almost like rejecting to others because we don't want them, yet we want them close. Right? And for a partner, like how confusing is that for them to feel loved and needed and wanted and then the other second to feel rejected or pushed away by that partner. Another term that this attachment style can be called is the disorganized attachment. And it feels disorganized because typically this comes from trauma. When you're a child and your experience through your parents or caregivers has been traumatic due to, let's say, abuse or neglect It can be that back and forth mentality or that black and white mentality that feels disorganized or chaotic in the sense that is that little kid, right? How confusing is it to be abused by a parent one second and then that turnaround and that same parent love and adore you, right? It's the I love you, I hate you mentality. It's very disorganized, it's very chaotic. You don't know what you can trust, you don't know what you can rely on, you don't know who to rely on. And so you feel very unpredictable. And, and feelings and emotions are maybe harder to recognize or categorize. It's the, I pull you in and then I push you out and then I pull you in again and I'm scared to be close. I'm scared to be vulnerable, but I want you. I love you. It's what I need. It's what I want in my life. Chaotic and confusing. And, and as a child, right, if we, if we've had some type of complex trauma that's affected us throughout our life, we don't know any better except for to feel chaotic and unpredictable. Okay, so what can we do with this? I think for so many people hearing this, especially if it if it resonates with you that you feel more insecure attachment styles, then how do we change this? Is it possible to change it? I'm sure some of you are listening to this thinking, I've been this way my entire life. I've never committed in relationships. I have been anxious my entire life. I feel like I've only ever gotten rejected. Whatever you're thinking, I want you to stop because healing or changing attachment styles is possible, But it does start with some serious work. And it starts with you being open, honest, vulnerable, and secure with yourself. And what this looks like is probably attending therapy, going to therapy, and having someone who focuses on attachment styles um, or specialize in relationships to help you really break this down. Um, Emotionally focused therapy is an option. It's a type of therapeutic intervention um, that focuses on how do we restore these secure attachment styles and how do we understand what we've been through throughout our life that has developed us to, to shape the insecure, unhealthy attachment styles. But obviously, before you even can dive into the intensive therapy, you have to be able to be honest with yourself and practice that vulnerability within your therapy relationship. If you can't be open and honest and practice those vulnerabilities in therapy, then it's gonna it's gonna be harder for you to change this, right? It's gonna take therapy for you to show up and be open, honest, and honest with to figure this out and best help you overcome these and strengthen these relationships that you have. It's going to be you fighting and, and kind of relearning everything you have ever known about you and your basic needs and the trust that you're going to be able to have to put into others. It's going to be you kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to rely on others who actually can show up for you now as an adult, showing you what this love and security can look like that maybe goes against your entire childhood or your every other relationship that you've ever known. And part of this is yeah, you being totally honest. And the best part is you get to be needy. I tell that all the time to clients when people come in and they're like I'm afraid to speak my like say my needs to my partner that seems so selfish. Well, guess what? You get to be selfish. You get to have focus on your basic needs and the what you need to feel appropriate love and security within your relationship. And you also get to allow others to validate you in your life. Just because maybe you came from a chaotic background or parents that weren't as consistent or secure as you needed them to be doesn't mean that you can't have a healthy, secure relationship now. And you can change this even if this, this these aspects resonates with you and the attachment styles that maybe you're showing or teaching your kids. And you don't need to freak out if, if that resonates with you of like, oh my gosh, I'm this anxious attachment that's a mess and I feel rejected by everyone and I'm teaching my kids that and I'm becoming this helicopter mom to make sure that like they know I'm never going to leave them and they're creating codependencies. Stop. Do not freak out. All you need to do is show up, right? Be, be consistent. Be secure. And communicate clearly with them, right? So when you leave them with that babysitter and you go to work and they have a hard time about you leaving or maybe you coming back for them and them wanting to talk about their feelings and say, mom, I never thought you'd come back. Have a conversation with them. Resolve their feelings. Validate their feelings. that It's okay. Teach them that this world doesn't have to be this insecure or unpredictable place. When you leave... Talk to them about their discomfort and remind them it's okay to be emotional, but reassure them you're going to come back. And And if you're that partner that's trying to reassure and create that secure attachment style with your partner, talk about your feelings, talk about their feelings. And more than anything, if you are listening to this and you you can think, oh my gosh, my partner is avoidant or my partner resonates with this, then, then have a conversation. You have to be vulnerable, you have to build that trust, but more than anything, you've got to learn to validate. And it doesn't mean you have to be inauthentic, meaning that like you have to show up and, and and pretend to be this person that you're not. No, absolutely not, but show them how you show up for them without being anxious or fearful. Show up for yourself in a way, whether it's in therapy or within your relationships, that you get to practice that vulnerability You get to show them that you can take down these walls and talk about your insecurities, talk about these vulnerabilities, and you don't have to stress about it. You don't have to be anxious or avoidant about this. You get to be secure. You get to be comfortable with this closeness. You get to develop with your partner. And really, it's just learning how to navigate this conflict or how how do we navigate these missing needs that you have had missing for so long. At the end of the day, we all have these basic needs And we define them maybe a little bit differently depending on our background, but our basic needs are what makes or breaks us in life. And the people and relationships we have to form this life with are important in us healing and developing into these healthy, sustainable creatures. So you're not alone in this. Many people struggle with insecure attachment styles, and it can be something that you can absolutely shape and change. Remember, you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You need to gain some awareness, hence this podcast teaching you all the things and learning how to change some of your unhealthy habits or behaviors you've learned from caregivers in childhood. When you think of abuse or neglect or trauma, they're all factors that influence you and including these attachment styles. So yes, we need to work through them. We need to understand them. We need to be aware of them. But we also need to be reminded it's okay that we were hurt or that there were caregivers or insecure relationships that factored and changed our life. It's okay to realize that you have been hurt by something like this. But more than anything, you're capable of change. And again, you're able to find therapists who specialize in attachment styles that this is their jam. They love talking about it. They help individuals or couples find Um, healthier, secure attachment styles. And usually this is by organizing or breaking down those trauma barriers and reshaping these attachment bonds. They can also help guide and understand your patterns. So you're able to break through these barriers and really just start developing better habits to help find that security within your relationships. There's so much more that I can say when we talk about attachment styles, but I just wanted to give an introduction. I wanted to lay out some of the basics and maybe some of the common common behaviors or common themes that we've seen with this. And if you're interested in finding out more, you literally can Google this. Um, you can look up emotionally focused therapy and do some research. You can also talk to your therapist because any therapist should be able to at least, even if they're not specialized, they should be able to bring this, the basic aspects up and expand more in this. So if you're in therapy and you're wanting to dive into this more, bring it up to your therapist. If you're needing to find a therapist and you want to focus on one who focuses on, um, attachment styles go find it ask your questions go find someone who this is their jam like I said have them use their strengths to better help you more than anything please believe in yourself because you are worth it you are capable of change remember you are not broken you don't need to be fixed becoming aware of your weaknesses only strengthens the best version of yourself who you've always been meant to be